0: What does the Bible teach about business? That's what we'll uncover together on the Business in His Image podcast. This show explores strategies from the Bible that will help you grow your business, strengthen your walk with Jesus, and help you reach your God-given potential as an entrepreneur. The Bible is filled with practical wisdom to help you live for God while using your gifts. Let's unpack what that means for you and how you can use biblical truths to build a thriving business that honors Christ. Now it's time to dive in. Today, I'm so excited. I have a special guest, my friend and expert podcaster, Pamela Krista. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. Thank
1: you so much for inviting me on your show. I think it's so great. If you haven't watched last week, watch it because I watched it on my lunch break, literally. and It was amazing. So I love it. Though. I really do.
0: Glory to God. I'm so excited to have you here. So Pamela and I actually were like virtual friends. We met on Instagram. Yes, we did. And we've been in touch ever since. She's just like a great human and I love her business, everything she does. So I'm so excited to have her here. And we're going to talk all about niching because I know that some of you are trying to figure out how do I find a niche and how do I overcome the fear of niching? We're going to get into all of that today. So before we do, Pamela, can you tell everyone a little bit about what you do?
1: Yes. So as Joe said, I'm a podcast expert and I love using that word because I really just like work so hard at it and I found my niche, which is amazing. So I do podcast launches. So I specifically help moms in business launch their podcast. I help them with anything from doing podcast audits to monthly podcast management. I help them grow their show and I, yeah,
0: I just all things podcasting. That's, that's. That's what I do and who I am. That's amazing. So I know that we do have a mixed crowd. It's not just women in this group. So if a guy oh, is yeah. interested, can they join your course? Can they join your program?
1: Yes, absolutely. And I'm actually going to do a podcast episode about this really soon. And it's literally going to be titled, do you have to be a mom to listen earlier with me? No, you don't. So I have five kids. So to me, you know, working with other moms is very important. That's just my way of again, niching down, but I work with a lot of women right now who don't have children, you know, for various reasons. And I actually did have, which this is so hilarious, but a guy emailed me like a week or two ago and he was like, I think you need too far down and I need help launching my podcast. I was like, okay, I can help
0: you. (laughs) So yeah, I will work with anyone, but that's just like my way of And (laughs) I love, I love that you said that. And I had to bring it up because I know like, even with my name, the virtual mama, people think that it's just for women. No, like I'm the virtual mama. Right. This community is for like men and women, anyone who's interested in a virtual business, right? So I love that you said that, that like, hey, this is not just for moms. It's not just for women, but that's just my brand, right? Yeah, exactly. What I really am so excited to ask you about is how you got into this niche. Because when we first met, you had not niched into this industry yet. You were mainly focusing on your web design business. So can you talk a little bit about like how you started and everything before getting into podcasting? Oh my
1: gosh. Yes. So I felt God really strongly tell me, I literally remember this moment. Well, let me just back up for a second. I always knew what a virtual assistant was. I had a mom blog and I would just blog about random stuff. I would try to learn SEO. I was like early stages as a baby blogger. And I joined a virtual assistant group and I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And so I was folding laundry sitting on my couch. It was October, I believe 23rd. I should write it down because it's like trying to slip away from me, but Mm -hmm. uh, it was like October 23rd of 2021. I was like folding my laundry and literally I was just not even doing anything. And I just heard God say, become a virtual assistant. I was like, Mm -hmm. what? I don't even know where to start. And Mm -hmm. so I started posting in Facebook groups. I started telling people, which that was a number one thing is I just started telling people that, Hey, I'm a virtual assistant now, like, what do you need help with? So, Mm -hmm. um, I told one of my friends who is a blogger and she had a Facebook group. So I was helping her out with that. So that was my very first VA job. I was moderating her Facebook group. And then she told somebody else. So word of mouth is another great way. Mm. And so I started, I didn't edit her blog post per se, but I would like add links and photos and different types of SEO stuff for her blog. And I did those two things for about three to four months. And then I found Show It in December of 2021. So mm. two months later, and my mind was blown. I was like in love. I love web design. The Websites are like my mm. thing even to this day. And they always will be. I just, I love websites. So I launched my website in May. So I took about four or five months to launch my website. I created templates. I was really going hard on Instagram. You know, I thought I found my thing. I was still growing my business. I grew my email list to over a hundred. I was, I was Mm -hmm. doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. And so June rolls around of 2022 and I had the bright idea to start a podcast and I, I wanted a way to connect with my audience and basically another funnel to get web design clients. I was going to talk about show it. I was going to talk about all the business Mm -hmm. tips I've learned so far. And so I took four months to start my podcast. I did research and I invested in courses and I just pieced it all together and duct taped it. And I launched my very first podcast, Mama Knows Business in October of 2022. And I right off the gate, like six weeks in, I had over 800 downloads. I had like 45 reviews and 35 ratings and it was doing really well. People were loving it. They were giving me feedback and I had people messaging me and it was just really amazing. And as soon as before the even six weeks, though, before before all the vanity numbers that I just said, As soon as my podcast launched, I knew like, I loved, I was like, wow, I love this. I love Mm -hmm. recording. I love editing. I actually recorded or not recorded. I edited a podcast for my client last night and it was very complicated, but I was like having so much fun. I was like, I literally am in my element. So anyways, Mm -hmm. when I launched my podcast, I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. And I thought to myself, is this crazy to just totally switch gears Because prior to this, I Mm -hmm. had switched my business name three different times. So people were probably already rolling their eyes at me like, okay, girl, get get make make your mind up. Yeah. And the type of person that I am anyways, I'm very indecisive. I'm also very impulsive. So I tend to make decisions Mm -hmm. without thinking and I just kind of do it. And I really didn't think about this. I was just like, no, I I love this 100%. I love everything about it. And so Mm
0: -hmm. again, I
1: started telling people I quickly changed my website. So I took my templates off. I put my podcast services up. And then Moms Who Podcast was born shortly after that. And I started a Facebook group that's now over 140 people. And I've just been continuously growing. Then I had a huge problem because I had my podcast, Mama Knows Business. But I had Moms Who Podcast, which is the name of my business now, on my heart. And I, I didn't know. I was like, okay, I fill a poll to start a second podcast now. Mm-hmm. And I just felt so crazy. And I just battled with it for like months. And even... Even right now, I was just talking to Joe before this call, I made the dec- which we'll get into that later, but I made the decision to ultimately end Mama Knows Business just because, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but it was basically hard to do two podcasts. But circling back to that, once I, you know, niched down into podcasting, I had those two podcasts and I'm like, man, I don't want to end this show,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: also I really know that I need to get this other podcast out into the world. Like this is how I'm going to like become the expert, you know? So I still was consistent with Mama Knows Business, but I, I'm kind of, I'm still inconsistent though, as of now, up until Christmas, I was good until Christmas. So for two months on Mama Knows Business, I was good. Christmas hit and it was over with. So it just kind of been hit and miss there. Mm-hmm. mom Podcast launched on January 2nd. And I've been very consistent with that because that's, like I said, my main funnel, yeah. of, you know, So yeah, and as of right now, I have the two podcasts, but like I was saying a few seconds ago, I did make the decision, you know, because I'm so confident in what I'm doing now to end that podcast and just to totally move into Momsu Podcast. So in a nutshell, that's my story and how I need to (laughs) know.
0: So good. So there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Before I get into that, though, what I want to say is I love the fact that you built your own platform to become an authority in what you love. because. Anyone who's been in this group knows I talk about authority building and I know that it can feel overwhelming, right? Because when you're starting out, you're just trying to get your first client, let alone think about becoming an authority or an expert. It can feel scary, but Can you speak a little bit to that? If you're new, what does it take to get to that level where you know that, okay, I can start building a platform, even if it's on a small scale to establish myself and my expertise in this area? Yeah.
1: So the first thing I would say is like, first of all, if you're just starting out, no matter what kind of online business you have, really just a service provider in general, you really have to try different things. And I mean, that's what I did. I did the Facebook group, I did the blog writing and I love writing and which is why I'm excited to take Copyland too, by the way. So it's just like, you just have to try different things. And then as you find something that you really enjoy doing, it's just a matter of word of mouth, telling Mm -hmm. people, and it's just a matter of you know doing more research and you know finding you want to find somebody that you know you look up to like a mentor as well that's a huge thing to just get more knowledge mm-hmm. and obviously we never want to copy or imitate but we want to get inspiration because it has to come from somewhere you know what i'm saying so it just it's really important to you know find somebody that you trust and just learn and grow and yeah and then that's how you know i believe you just enter slowly that. enter into become authority
0: I love that. Yeah. You know, start small, start with what you have. I'm pretty sure a lot of you out there, you may have people who you're friends with on Facebook, and they see what you're doing. And they're interested. And maybe you feel like you are just starting, but you're still a few steps ahead of some of those people, and you can help them in some way. So I think just start sharing what's on your heart, start sharing your journey. And that alone can be like the first stepping stones to get to that place where, you know, you start sharing more authority building content. Now, I know the main topic that we're talking about today is niching. So Pamela, can you talk a little bit about some of the internal struggles that you had with finding a niche? Because I think a lot of people watching this are going to be able to relate to you.
1: Yeah, this kind of goes back to A little bit of like imposter syndrome, but I'm like, I'm always doubting myself, always questioning Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Even before, you know, I record a podcast, I'm like, who am I to be talking about this? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it really comes down to this. Um, and this is what I tried to explain to my husband, because my husband, he's not an entrepreneur. So he, he doesn't quite get the online thing that I do. He tries to, and he's very supportive. And it was so funny as I was naming my podcast before I landed on Mama Knows business, he was like, you don't want to be lying to people. You don't want to be like, you don't want to tell somebody mm-hmm. like, you don't want to promise them something and then not deliver. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing about being an online service provider and the way that we're able to do what we do is because we are a few steps ahead of somebody. Yes. You you might not be a total expert. You might not know everything. Like I don't know everything about podcasting. Matter of fact, monetization is something that I'm trying to grow in because there's so many ways to grow your show with a podcast. And I specifically focus on like one of those things, but there's a lot of them. So I need to grow in that area so I can better tell my clients, you know, so I'm not an expert. I mean, I am an expert. I, I say that.
0: But I hope more so like in the launch area, right? Yeah. That's like yeah, know, exactly in yeah. the
1: launch area, in even the st- strategy area as well. Right. You no, know, yeah. but I mean I can still help somebody monetize a show. I'm just saying there's so much more out there. Right, you know? yeah. I'm right. still. I mean, even the experts have stuff to learn. They're not. They Absolutely. don't know every single thing about something. You know that's impossible. You know what I mean? So that's what I would say about that. I feel like I was going to go somewhere else, but I lost my train of thought.
0: (laughs) No, no. I think so many people are going to relate to that, right? So can you share some tips to get over that fear of picking a niche? Because I think we all go through that. I went through it with copywriting, right? And I've I've talked about this like, oh my gosh, the thought of changing my website and taking all that stuff off and letting go of certain clients that I had that just didn't fit into, you know, the direction that I wanted to go, it can be a little scary. So can you share some tips for overcoming that fear and just going in 100%? Yeah, I mean, it's different for
1: everybody, obviously. But the first thing I would say is just to take things step by step, like, you don't have to do everything all at once. And I'm speaking to myself here as well. Like, I just pretty much cleaned my entire house between last night and today. And I'm a huge procrastinator. And when I was cleaning last night, I'm like, wow, this didn't even take long at all. So it's Mm -hmm. just like the mental block of like, this is going to suck or I'm going to suck at this and just leaning into that and embracing that. Okay. I'm going to suck, like fail forward and just try. And if, if you, if you need help, then you can reach out for help, whether that's, you can invest if you want, if you're able to, but there's also like tons of free resources. So, right. I mean, you can, you can Google, you can post in Joe's Facebook group. You can find other groups specific to what your question is. There's Facebook yeah. for everything. I literally joined, I like to use this as an example. When we got a new LG stove, there's a Facebook group for LG appliances. I had a question, I joined it and I, I asked a question. Yeah. So, there's Facebook groups for everything. There's lots of resources. So just don't be afraid to find those resources Mm. and just do little by little. And eventually it'll it'll all come together one way or
0: another. So good. Yes. Baby steps, right? Do one thing at a time. And before you go out there and change your whole website, just maybe start with like the actual work and the deliverables, right? That's what I did. I had a copywriting claim before my copy services were even on my website because I upsold a client I already had. So you can take baby steps. Don't feel like you have to completely rebrand right away, but start with the deliverables start with, you know, getting a client in that area and that specific niche, try it, test out the water, see if you like it, and then move forward from there a little bit at a time. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So I love what you said, as far as like your journey of, figuring out your niche, right? You found something that lit you up Mm -hmm. and you just felt like you were in your element. You loved it. And that's kind of how you knew. So can you share a little bit about some of the signs, some of the steps that people can take signs that will let them know like, okay, this might be for you if, right? Yeah. So one of the huge things was
1: Web design was bringing me joy. I enjoyed it, but I still had that kind of like, I mean, there's a lots of reasons, which that's a whole nother topic, but I just, I didn't feel like fulfilled. Like I was doing it, it was fine. And then it was literally just like a switch when I, you know, launched my podcast and I just had this realization like, wow, like I would love to do this for other people. And so that was a huge sign just having those mental thoughts like, okay, wow, I I really do like this more. Just lean into that. I'm trying to think of, I mean, that was like the biggest thing is just like, wow, I like this. Like not, I mean, obviously more, but it was just, it was a different type of joy. Like there are some elements of web design that aren't my thing or that like, like, I can't do, like, I don't do coding or anything like that, which luckily for show it, there's no coding involved, but it just like, I didn't feel, I just felt like with podcasting, I would, I would love to just learn everything about it. And with web design, there was like some things I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. So that was another sign. Like how deep do you want to get into it? You know, Mm -hmm. that was another sign. And just the feedback that I got also, you know, from my work and from a po- my podcast. And I was like, Oh, I do have something here looking at my results. Like I saw the reviews coming mm-hmm. in, and, you know, things like that. So I was like, okay, you know, we're assigned to you. So,
0: so good. So good. Yeah. I love that. So I, you know, if, if you find something that just lights you up and you try it and you just want to deep dive into it and you're seeing that when you do it, People are seeing that gift in yeah. you, those are definitely signs. I can definitely relate to you as far as my journey with copywriting, transitioning from you know being a general VA to social media content and blog writing and all of that. I just hundred percent like I can fight with you on that. Yeah. So as far as making that full transition with your brand, what are some tips that you have on? when they get to that stage and they're like, okay, I want to make that transition. I want to niche into, you know, whatever it is, whether you want to niche into copywriting or something else, what are some tips that you have as far as like changing their brand and some of the backend stuff that needs to happen?
1: Yeah. So one of the first things I did was I changed my website and I did book a photo shoot. So I had some professional photos and this doesn't have to be extravagant. I'm not talking about the whole shebang or anything I think I paid well my very first photo shoot I paid like $75 (laughs) I did it at home which I don't really recommend but that was not good but I did find somebody else that does it like professionally, like this is actually her business. And it was a very, very reasonable price. I got like 10 photos. I didn't need a bunch, but I had headshots. I had headshots. And so I took those photos. So this is like DIY your brand stuff right here. Okay. This is a little gold. (laughs) So I took those photos and I picked out some colors from the photos and I made myself a logo in Canva. actually had help from my, from my good friend who's a show at web designer. And she kind of helped me like make the logos. And so she also helps me with my website. There's like tons of free templates too. Like if you're on show it or even WordPress, like there's so many free templates. So, you know, get started with your website because that's, you know, important too. It's not, it's not the end all be all right away. So if you're just starting, you know, you don't have to put too much pressure. There's also Canva. You can do a free website in Canva, but eventually getting yourself a professional website, you know, with the professional email address, um, and then again, just telling people and depending mm-hmm. on like where you want to go for social media, just staying consistent as well yeah. with like, what you're talking about and what you're doing. I mean, that's that's how you're going to build your brand, but also your authority. So like if you, if you Google either my name, you can see, you know, my platforms and everything and it's just all cohesive mm-hmm. um, and, actually, and I'm still going through this too. I'm actually trying to decide because I do have the domain name momsu Podcast, but I also have my my website right now is Pamela Krista, but that's also my Instagram. So I would like for everything eventually to just be moms who podcast, but that's still things I'm working through. And it, it takes, it's a process like yeah. it's not mm-hmm. going to happen overnight either. So again, that just goes back to like baby steps and little by little, just building your authority with your website and whatever platforms you're showing up on and just staying consistent.
0: Yeah. And I want to speak to that point of consistency. Now, From my experience, when you're thinking about the future and how you want to grow your business, authority building, all of that, people do look for that consistency factor. So whatever your niche is, you do want to make sure that eventually your brand and your content as you grow aligns with whatever that niche is and that it's not, you know, out of place because people do look you up on social media. And I've heard this out of the mouth of very established entrepreneurs, even entrepreneurs who have their own conferences and things like that. These are the things that they're looking for. Consistency. They're not looking. Let me let me tell you a secret. They're not looking at your follower count. They don't care about it. Okay. some people might, but that's not what people are looking for. They're really looking at your content. They're looking to see who you are, what you put out there into the world. And if you're consistent, Okay. like are you creating content that aligns with your area of expertise or is it random and all over the place so people do yeah. pay attention just because they don't engage with your content doesn't mean that they're not on your page looking at it so you definitely yes. want to be careful about that yeah, now sure. Pamela please let everybody know where they can find you how they can join your Facebook group how they can listen to your podcast where can they connect with you
1: Yeah. So my podcast is called Moms Podcast. And I don't only just talk about podcasting. You can also find me on Instagram. Now I don't post a whole lot on there, but I am very active in my stories. So you can find me at Pamela Krista. And then my Facebook group is called Momsu Podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to the Business in His Image podcast with me, your host, Joe Harris. If the show has blessed you, please share it with a friend and subscribe so that you can be notified when we release new episodes. My prayer is that God will help you soak up every bit of what you've heard today and help you apply it to your business so that you can see results. I'll see you next time and may God bless you.